Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome to 2024 of Philippine X and Wellness. Again, I'm Cheryl Sampson Ramirez, your host. We'd like to introduce Episode 10 of Season 3, Self-Care Astrology with Marsha Pacificar, Astrologer and Self-Care Practitioner. This is a fun episode that I hope that y'all will enjoy as we talk about what self-care practices look like for each sign in 2024, Marsha's origin story as it relates to astrology and self-care. Hope that you enjoy this episode. Maayong Adlao and Malipayon ng Bagong Tuig. Welcome back to Season 3 of Philippine X in Wellness. It's 2024, y'all. I'm your host, Cheryl Sampson Ramirez. Following our last episode in 2023 on Life of an MS Warrior with DJ Diane Dengading Palaganas, we will be opening the new year with astrologer and self-care practitioner Marsha Pacificar. As mentioned in previous episodes, all views discussed are for informational and educational purposes only. It's not meant to be medical advice. Always consult with your healthcare practitioner for your particular condition, especially before starting any exercise or new health program. For this episode, I'd like to welcome back from our first season that ran on Clubhouse, Marsha Pacificar. Welcome to the podcast, Marsha. Hi, thanks for having me, Cheryl. I'm so happy to be here. We are too. We're we're just happy to finally just record all the greatness that you have to offer our community. And our MO actually for starting our interviews is asking you or our guests generally, where are both sides of your family from in the Philippines and where are you currently streaming from? All right. Yeah. So my mom is from Dinalupihang Bataan in Luzon. And my dad's um, side of the family, my grandma on that side, she's from Leyte. And my dad's dad is from Iloilo. And Mm -hmm. currently I'm calling from uh, Rancho Cucamonga, also known as Tongvalan on Turtle Island. Nice. You know, my grandfather, your grandfather is from the same area as my dad. So oh, wow. my dad's Ilogilo is located, yeah, in Panay. So that's where my paternal side's from. Okay, cousin. It's so <laughs> like when you think about yeah. that, right? It's kind of like the the journeys of both your family and my family and today we end up on a pod together so I think that's pretty magical and we wouldn't have known that if if that wasn't the the question that you asked for all your no not at all I just love the the diaspora like hearing where everyone's from I mean seven thousand islands right approximately in the Philippines you just never know where everyone's from and what they bring right yeah (laughs) so Tell us about your origin story, Marsha. Um, how did you get into astrology? And for fun, what's y- your sign or more appropriately, what are your signs? Okay, I guess I'll start with uh, my signs. My son is in Cancer. 
My moon sign is in Aries. My rising sign is in Libra. So essentially within my top three, I'm kind of like a mixed bag. You'll never know what you're going to get with me. (laughs) There's water, there's fire, there's air in there. So um, I think it's kind of fun. And I, so the other question that you asked is, um, how did, how did I get started? Um, Essentially, I can take it back to perhaps being about nine years old. I found myself exploring my dad's bookshelf. Um, Always, I guess that goes to show, right? I've got Venus and Gemini and Venus is a planet of values. um, And Gemini is a, a book lover. So I would always get lost in his bookcase as a kiddo. And um, there was always really cool things in there about astrology, energy, Tibetan Book of the Dead, Khalil Gibran poetry, all kinds of stuff. Um, Definitely a bookcase of a Sagittarius sun, which my dad is. Um, And... I just fell in love with it. I would I would get to a point where I would sit there with a protractor, a pencil, some graph paper, and I'd time myself. It would take me about an hour and a half to chart a chart. And that would be from drawing a perfect circle and um, getting in there. I even, my dad worked for DWP and he was a draftsman. So I had all the coolest gadgets. I had this like electric eraser that you could plug in and it would spin really fast. (laughs) That came in. Um, But yeah, it would take me about an hour and a half to chart charts. And I was obsessed from a young age wanting to know my cousins, their friends, my friends. Uh, Pretty much if I was interested in you, I would have already had your name, birthday, and where you were born. So um, I did that for fun all throughout childhood, all throughout junior high, high school, college. It was just something that I love to do. Um, I didn't think it would become a full-time profession for me. But um, yeah, that changed after being about 25 years in fashion and um retail. So, but I guess just to wind it back for how I even got to that point of being able to peruse my dad's really cool bookshelf, um, he had a really interesting story as well. So as being first gen, of course, our parents have these really rich stories. um, And my dad, uh, his side of the family, very Catholic, Um, He was drafted to go to the Vietnam War in the Navy. So his younger brother gladly enlisted. And my dad's like, oh, I don't know about that. But he got drafted. So he had to go anyway. Wow. Yeah. After serving, he came back completely anti-war, up for any protest that was anti-war. He came back questioning. the religion he was raised in and my grandma pretty much like almost disowned him at that point you know um but i saw a lot of um i i was able to gain a lot of insight from him he had books on 
Edgar Casey, meta- metaphysics, and I I just ate it all up. So uh, as he his Sagittarius energy had such a drive to to find his own truth. Um, I think it really it really influenced me. And um, on that bookshelf, there was astrology books, and I couldn't get enough. Now we have programs that you could just type in the info, and it calculates it in like two seconds, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, there's always been something really great about my relationship with astrology. And then I, so I also worked in fashion as a stylist. Um, I was able to learn from a, a celebrity stylist, met a lot of really cool people. But I also, in that whole era of my life, it also opened me up to mental wellness and how important it is to me. I didn't, I didn't put it together at that time. How it mm. um, but I also I also felt like astrology was a wonderful way to get to know somebody on a very unique uh, level based on their natal chart and then create ways in which um, having dialogue of like what is supportive and powerful to their wellness journeys. So um, as it was really helpful for myself. I found myself incorporating that in my, you know, just like casual connections, meeting with people. I never thought I would be able to make a living from it until um, my early 30s. I started to have people reach out and be like, how much do you charge for reading? I was like, I don't know. How much should I charge for reading? So um it became kind of something that I did so much and I love doing it that I I felt that that was a moment that I could pivot. And in that moment, it was like right before COVID. And that's when I decided to take the leap. So everything was changing on the grand scale of the whole entire earth. <laughs> and then for myself, I decided to take a leap. And that here I am today. Your dad sounded like um, such a hippie coming from the Vietnam War and it, all the things that he was exposed to, but to your benefit, it sounds. Yeah, I'm really grateful that I was in an open-minded home. Um, I also, as, as a child, I remember going to the Philippine consulate and we would be a part of the protests, you know, um, when it came to... Uh, Marcos era. I remember my mom, she said she was like in junior high in the Philippines and they would like question them as if they were like these like out of control revolutionaries. She's like, I'm just in ASB. I, you know, like I just have leadership skills. But she, that actually opened her eyes into activism. So really cool to see both of my parents being able to still come from their authentic space of always, you know, um, how do you say, no matter what, even if they got, uh, I don't know, crap, for lack of a better word, for um, sharing their thoughts 
uh, they still did it. And I'm pretty proud of them for that because I get to continue that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's another parallel story we share, Marsha, because my dad also uh, was an advisor accompanying his students on a protest during martial law. So hmm. it's maybe it just comes from that part of the Philippines. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. But definitely um, you were on one side or the other during that time. Yes. Um, and I think, too, it gave me an early sense of there is there is um, there is power in, in numbers and I think even astrologically, we're going to start to see that as we get into 2024, because there's this uh, really big transit that's happening. Pluto is moving into Aquarius, and that's essentially power of the people for oh. 20 years, starting January. So wow. excited to to see how that all unfolds. Wow, that's exciting to hear. So you were um, starting to talk about identifying mental health wellness as an important theme for you when you were in the fashion industry. Um, Were there certain situations or incidents that made you realize that I think I want to focus in on this part? You know, it's really interesting um, if, if you've ever seen like Devil Wears Prada, learning mm-hmm. like this culture of everything matters on the outside. I was, mm-hmm. I was really in that. I was really in that energy, and yeah, you know, I I could talk about it for hours because there's also there is a connection with what's going on inside and how you project outwardly. But mm-hmm. I feel like working in fashion, there was a lot of let's make everything look good from the outside, even though things are wild (laughs) when what's happening inside, whether it be like, you know, there's like the front stage of a fashion show, but then behind the scenes, there's all kinds of wild stuff happening. Yeah. Um, The whole smoke and mirrors illusion Mm. kind of thing. Mm. Um, So I, I was in the presence of a lot of people who could really afford meditation or going on and getting a hike or just taking a chill, you know, for a moment. But um, it wasn't something that the environment I was in that everybody was accessing. So yeah. it it really made me curious. Um, and as I life happens, right? So I had a I had a really huge um, just pivotal moment in my life concerning. A divorce and um, it really allowed me to look within myself to see if there's anything that I was missing and I think um, up until that point in my life so it's like my whole life childhood teenage years early 20s I'm I'm in my early 30s and I'm like what what is meditation and I'm I'm feeling anxious and how come I can't control it? And I think that was the first time I went I went to therapy, right? Um, and even just generationally and culturally, I remember having a conversation with my mom's mom, my grandma, when I was going through my divorce. I was like, 
it's really hard for me. I feel very anxious. I, I don't know. I think I'm depressed. So I'm I'm going to see a therapist. And she was like, well, you know, that's that's good for you, Marsha, because like in the Philippines, they would just be like, whatever, tie you up with the dog. And I was like, whoa, that's so hard. <laughs> that is so harsh. But um, it was really interesting to see, you know, that's just like my mom's mom. So we'd have she'd she'd ask me questions like, so so what do you do? I'd be like, these are the things I do. And she'd be like, wow, that's so interesting. Um, so I think I went a little off topic, but I think the environment that I was in, it, it allowed me to want to seek more. And I decided to uh, look at astrology. Astrology was a nice starting point to all the other self-care things that I wanted to get into. Um, I lived my life putting everyone else first. Also my Libra rising, you know, that's Libra energy, right? Putting others <laughs> for you. But it's also culturally, I, I think it's a very, it's a very Filipino thing to think about others first before yourself. And I started to realize like, the more I give myself time to quiet my mind and do um, these practices, the, the the more I can show up for the people that I love. Yeah. And this is a great transition into what I want to talk about next. So on your website, you talk not only about you, you describe yourself not only as an astrologer, but you also are identify as a self-care practitioner. So we so did your self care journey start when you were in the fashion industry, or did it start elsewhere? And and tell us about the evolution of that. Okay, yeah. Um, hmm. Well, I think within the group or the environment that I was in, I was seen as somebody more on the calm side. But if I put myself in the environment that I am now, that version of me was not in a practice. So I think what happened was, um, hmm, let's see here. It was a culmination of just having a tower moment in my life, right? So uh, in the tarot, there's this card and it's a tower and it's on fire and people are jumping off. And usually when we pull that in a tarot card reading, it's like, oh, it's time to surrender. Just let everything do its thing. Whatever needs to burn to the ground, let it burn to the ground. And I was experiencing that, um, I think I was 34 at the time, and um, at that moment I realized, oh, I really need to figure out who I am, right? I, I put career first, I put the marriage first at that time, I've got three kids, I I was really focused on making sure everything was okay externally, but in in within my own self, I wasn't doing the practices of checking in, grounding into my breath, um, being able to be mindful in the very regular and mundane things that we do on the daily. I was kind of like too much, my mind was in the future or in the past or on the to-do list. And <clears throat> I think there was just this point in my life. So I think it had to do with the tower moment. And then it also had to do with 
I guess just having a, a huge rude awakening to the reality that I was taking care of everyone else outside of me before myself. And I had mm-hmm. to really get with the program or I wasn't going to be able to survive or have a good time. Yeah. And so what did that look like for you when you realized that that's what you needed to prioritize? Well, I um, what's funny is I did my astrology. I had some I did all the things. I'm like, oh, what what is going to help me? Astrology reading? Sure. Chakra readings, never had one. Let's do it. Um, sound baths, energy work, Reiki. I was like, I'll I'll try anything at this point. And I think what really landed for me was doing a transit report on my year ahead. And all of my transits, they looked a little bleak. It was like, oh, things are going to be tough. So you just got to roll with punches. And the following year was the same. And I thought, wow, I should get a really good handle on my mental and emotional well-being. And I and I wanted to keep myself safe in that transition, right? Because sometimes when people have um, huge transitions, that can also afford them a time to like, get wild or and, like maybe even make it <laughs> worse. But I was like, I really have to buckle down. I've got these three little kids looking at me and I'm I'm here to provide for them. So I have to really get into it. So the astrology readings helped. Um, and then it helped me to map things out. After that, I'm like, hmm, I think I should really get into a meditation practice. And I um, started studying Zen at a local monastery. And I would go a couple times every week. Uh, and hear Dharma talks and learn about things that you just don't learn about in school. Who teaches you about impermanence or essentially how to re- how to breathe in a mindful way or how to walk in a mindful way? <laughs> um, okay. So it really afforded me a really good time in my life to get back to basics. Um, and that really helped. Then it opened up other other things. Like that's when I started to learn how to be completely plant-based. And I started to feel really great. I learned about not at the monastery, but that was a that was a cornerstone. Then I learned about drinking really great water. And then my skin started to feel really good. You know, even even the Shifus at the monastery, they're like, yeah, if you meditate and you have a good practice, no need, no need for Botox, instant, instant face lift, you know, and um, it was kind of like a joke, but super real. Um, I started to feel that I was able to be present to myself and um, in a moment, in a time in my life where things could have been really wild and chaotic dropping into my self-care gave me um, a, like a foundation to be grounded in. And I'm so grateful that I was able to find that. So 
during that time, I've, I also had friends who were either going through the same thing or just curious, like, wow, you're going through a lot. How, how are you surviving? How are you managing? And I'd be like, well, I'm doing meditation and it's great. Want to try? And they'd be like, yes. So, so it turned into this thing where I just, I just felt really great within myself. And I invited some people along for the journey. And then I realized that that really, that really nourished me and fueled me. Um, and I could, I could do it. it. It could be something that if I didn't get paid for doing it, I'd still do it. But then I also found avenues in which I, the business practices that I learned in doing work with the corporate world, um, I, I started to see crossover and ways in which I could help and then also sustain myself. Nice. You mentioned uh, transit readings. Can you explain to our community what is a transit reading? Sure. So essentially, um, in astrology, we'll look at everyone has a natal chart and we get that natal chart by having the time, um, the location and the day. Uh, and the natal chart is really beautiful. It is like a, a crystallization of the planetary alignment. The moment you were born, it's so special. Even if you were born on the same day as other people, it's different based on your location um, and time. So even if you're born in the same hospital, hospital as somebody, it's still different based on time. So with a transit reading, we get the natal chart, and then we look at the chart of the alignment for now, or maybe even the chart for the alignment for the year ahead. And we're able to match up specific aspects astrologically. That's what professional astrologers do. And I like to share, I'm not essential, I'm not like a, a psychic or a fortune teller, but I am like a stats and analysis kind of gal. So we can see certain aspects and alignments in the natal chart with the chart of now or the chart of the next couple of months or the year ahead. And we can read the weather. Uh, by doing that, it really can inform the client that I'm working with as far as um, how to show up for certain events. So at the end of the day, we're always in charge of what we are co-creating with the universe. Um, so I, I like to share, it gives us a wonderful way to take a look at the energy and figure out how to show up for it. Um, for example, uh, right, uh, we are in the beginning of January, but for example, during Christmas and it ended on January 1st was Mercury in retrograde and that is a transit. So when you're like, what's a transit reading? A transit reading is just looking at a moment in time and understanding how it relates to your own personal chart. So... In short, it really helps us to be informed on how to show up for the experiences we are co-creating. Wow. That's pretty, You, I mean, that's eye-opening for me. I, you know, when you hear astrology, I never heard 
you know, of the technicalities, it sounds like there's a lot that can be involved in a, in a reading itself based on where your planets were, right, when you were born and and what was happening in the world from what you're mentioning. Yeah, yeah. it's so profoundly beautiful when I think about it. It's kind of like um, if, Cheryl, you are your own universe, right, with your own energetic makeup. The moment you decided to debut on Earth, the sun had this solar energy just like amplified on you wherever you were born. And you're your own universe bopping around. And then you meet me. I'm my own little universe. And then we co-create, make a little solar system of energy. I just think it's so magical. Now, uh, the astrology that you study, uh, where where is the roots of it? Like, what country does it originate from? Because I understand there's also Chinese astrology out there, right? And Vedic astrology. Yes. So I dabble in Chinese astrology. Vedic astrology, I just can't because I know my brain's limits. I just feel like that would just be allowing so much into my mind. <laughs> so yeah, I, um, what I what I practice is Western planetary astrology. And a lot of it comes from ancient Babylonia, um, okay, and Roman practices. So uh, we essentially take a look at the archetypal energy of the planets and we connect them to uh, the personalities within somebody's chart and the energies that we experience. Okay. And you also incorporate, you said, do you also incorporate Chinese astrology or is that um, an interest, a personal interest that you're starting to explore? It's a personal interest. I like to keep my offerings very um, concentrated. So everyone knows what they're receiving. Um, so at this moment, I just focus on Western planetary astrology. What I do is connect it to self-care. So I like to call the work that I do self-care astrology, um, using it very practical, finding ways in which somebody can be really informed on what type of self-care practices really work for them. Um, because throughout my own journey and holding space and guiding others, there is a truth that I've been able to observe that no one is more powerful than a person who is well-resourced within their own self-care practices. Tell us more about that. So self-care astrology, are there different practices that resonate with different signs or... What is self-care astrology, since I know that's the title of our episode here? Yeah, um, of course. So, for example, um, based on specific signs, there's different interests. Um, for example, I have a Libra rising and you have a Libra sun, right, Cheryl? So when it comes to self-care for Libras, it really is just bringing themselves to a beautiful space where they can visually feel and see harm harmonious aesthetic and compositions right that's like, so funny that you say that because I, I bought an annual membership one year to the huntington library you did that Botan kind of i loved the i love botanical gardens yes that's so funny that you're just you're hitting it like on the nail i'm a member too so <laughs> maybe we can go together yeah um, so, for example, uh, Libras are ruled by the planet Venus, 
And Venus really is such a beauty aficionado, right? So if the space is beautiful, you're already feeling great. Your nervous system is calm. Um, also to reading, learning new things, having amazing conversations with lots of depth. That can also be self-care for someone with Libra in their chart. <laughs> that was me last night, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was in like a, a I was in a deep conversation with a friend. It just was so funny. And you're like, I'm living my life. I like how <laughs> how great how great did you feel the next day? Were you fully replenished and cupful, <laughs> feeling inspired? Yeah, I just felt connected. You know, I that's funny. Like, I just felt like I had a deeper connection with this friend now that we were able to dive deeper into personal, like, topics, um, you know, and find a parallel within it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, for example, these are very um, connected to the sign of Libra. So wherever Libra is in your chart, that is most likely an easy go-to self-care activity. Um, yeah. That might not be the same for somebody who has right. uh, cancer in their chart, right? More true. Uh, tourists. So the really fun thing about self-care astrology is you can leave a reading and be like, oh, that's right. I do. I do love doing these things. And when I do these things, I feel very self-cared for. Mm. And I think that's empowering for people to know. Um, oftentimes, Libras are like, I just want to go out and have a good time with friends. And that's self-care to me. But that probably wouldn't be self-care to somebody else. Yeah, no, totally. Wow, I can't wait to hear more. I think we're already actually at the first half. <laughs> nice. So thank you all for joining us for our 10th episode of season three, uh, the first one of 2024. I'm talking with Marsha Pacificar, astrologer and self-care practitioner. Feel free to take a quick stretch, refill your water or tea. We'll be right back with a fun second half after this quick break. Jump on the rhythm, 
jump on the base Peace from I and I when we jump up in the place It's a one love sound, no need color or race When we're all here to buy, let us unify this space Peace to meet you, coming from this king With a righteous type of energy, set forth we bring say. Back to respect, sent from a clean heart say. Back to the roots, back to where it all starts say. Back to beginning, with a humble attitude Just get to share some music, will I mash up the tune Soon, roll up a split, burn the cannabis Inhale, exhale, till it burn me fingertips say. This me type of group with a steady type of crowd. We only win and never lose. If you come with negative, the only thing for us to do is level up the energy, continue to move. If you buy, put one in the air, hold it up for one of the Zion I engineer. And if the sound seem worthy, you know what to do. Say, keep the Bible around so the rest feel it too. If you buy, Put one in the air, hold it up for one of his eye and eye engineering. If the sound seem worthy, you know what to do. Say, keep the Bible around so the rest feel it too. Say, this tough gong stay iron with the lungs. But a chalice remain burning in an iron fashion. Say, burn by the acreage, we burn by the pound. When a rude boy grab the mic, I bring the fire to miss. I miss say, a lot of sense, I may a good for the soul spread. Positive awareness, keep your third eye. Controlled as we move, I let it fill up this soul while lighting up the fuse. I let the good vibes explode. Boom! From contact, let it uplift your tool with a generous amount. You already know what they do. Say, pass it around, let the soul build a high. Special like with no negative conquer eyes. Solid attitude while me light up me split. And I wonder why so negative always gets dismissed. Me chant to bring us all in. In the rock I'm up and we may still say you're hool again But say, uh, one day you're gonna see what I bring uh, Ethnic distance, stay sharp when slicing uh, But for now, just a tune to unload In an old man style who still rock while they roll So, level the vibe, what a drum and bass hit Spark a positive, tends to keep the fire lit We're gonna show what a good vibe is By coming all together, business comes to an end Rewind, select, the watch us do it all again While sending peace and love to all of those who attend If you are, put one in the air Hold it up for one of this I and I engineering If the sound seem worthy, you know what to do Keep the vibe all around so the rest feel it too If you are, put one in the air Hold it up for one of this I and I engineering If the sound seem worthy, you know what to do Keep the vibe around so the rest will be to him and I. Welcome back to Philippine X and Wellness. You were just listening to the late and great Ethnic Descent's Good Vibes Only single released in 2022 off of Diggable Collection Clean Heart Records. Ethnic Descent was a funky Filipino MC, an island reggae artist, a husband, father, son, and cousin from Gardena, the South Bay, a FPAC musician, and many other things to those who loved him, who unfortunately transitioned this past year in 2023. You can find his wife on all digital platforms, and we'd like to sincerely thank his wife, Charmaine Jane Madella, for permission to share his music on our podcast. 
I thought he was appropriate, Marsha, when you mentioned that you loved um, island reggae, and I'm like, I got the, the bright person in mind. You, you knew what you're doing. <laughs> so just shout out to all of our Philippine ex artists and musicians out there laying down the tracks. Returning from our break, I'm talking with Marsha Pacificar about self-care astrology. Let's have some fun, Marsha. What does self-care look like for the various signs in 2024? Sure. Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll go over the 12 signs and I guess we'll start with, we'll start with Aries. So what's interesting is for Aries, there's going to be a lot of growth in 2024. We have the North Node um, accessing people who have Aries in their chart. So there may be some positive changes happening with career, with wealth, with love life. Um, I think the really big thing for Aries to pay attention to is um, perhaps if there's any fluctuations in health to just do the things that you need to do to to make sure that uh, you're fully resourced and feeling well. Um, so yeah, perhaps incorporating that visit to the eye doctor or getting foot massages or doing the things that keep you um, in your physical best. Um, next, we have Taurus. So for Taurists, this could feel like a year of new beginnings and also personal growth. Uh, for Taurus as well, there is an emphasis on health and well-being. And um, it's feeling lucky for people with Taurus signs because we have Jupiter in Taurus. Um, so self-care practices, consistent fitness routines that line up with your overall health goals, and fostering a sense of well-being is so helpful. And next we have Gemini. Uh, for Geminis, this year is a year of curiosity, communication, adaptability, focusing on intellectual pursuits and personal development. Uh, it's a great year to take that workshop or further that specific degree or certification that's going to support you. Um, and for self-care practices, engaging in uh, meditation or journaling, things that can slow that fast Gemini mind down a little bit is very supportive. Um, and next we have Cancer. So for Cancers, this year is about really um, loving up on your home, um, getting connected with your intuition, and really utilizing that sensitivity of yours as a superpower. Um, also, emphasizing on family and emotional well-being is very helpful for cancer signs in 2024. Um, I think a really great self-care practice would be to um, carve out some really beautiful space in your home that can feel like an inviting altar, um, somewhere where you can receive solitude, peace, and quiet. 
All right. So for Leo, this year is about really connecting with your ambition and your generosity. There may be moments of mm, dramatic emotional expressions, but also finding ways where you can tie that in to your ambitious goals. It is a year to focus on career advancement and how you self-express um, when it comes to self-care, balancing your ambitious pursuits with moments of creative expression, um, also to making time for play for your overall vitality. So for Leo, because it's a very ambitious year, uh, your self-care would be to make time for fun. Next, we have Virgo. This year, Virgos will feel uh, their practical wisdom come through. Uh, also, ambitious year for Virgo as well. Emphasis on blending practicality and your personal growth. Uh, with Virgo, it's about organizing your workspace, harmonizing um, the the space to feel like you're ready and you you have this clear canvas to do all the amazing things that you're doing with work. Next, we have Libra. This year is about balance, specifically within your relationships. It is a really great year to focus on partnership and then also how you can uh, create moments for self-discovery within the partnership and also on your own. And the self-care practice for Libra, it's about creating that inner balance through activities. Perhaps it's yoga or meditation and prioritizing um, new, I guess, energy for how you can self-discover the things that you love to do, and that's really powerful for personal growth. So keep that in mind. Cheryl, any thoughts? Do you have anything happening <laughs> to do next year? Well, I do want to go back to yoga. And, <laughs> and there is a Chinese um, martial arts that I might want to explore too. So yeah, there are some options on the horizon. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. Thanks for sharing. Uh, yeah. Next we have Scorpio. For Scorpio, this this is a year of transformation. So when we had the last eclipse uh, around Halloween in 2023, there was a lot of transformation brewing. Uh, so for 2024, that transformation continues. And it really is emphasizing on your personal and emotional growth uh, for 2024. It's about channeling your intensity into activities that support emotional well-being. So that can be um, working on journaling or even just breath counting meditation, taking yourself to places where you can get in touch with your emotions and harness them for your own growth and transformation. Next, we have Sagittarius, there is adventure in the horizon. There may be a focus on travel, uh, education, maybe furthering certain educational pursuits, and really thinking about how you can expand certain areas of your personal freedom. 
Uh, for self-care, this year is about infusing your year with adventure here and there, giving yourself wiggle room to take some impulsive day trips or weekend trips that align with your personal freedom and what makes you feel great. Next, we have Capricorn. For Capricorn, this is going to be a year of discipline and hard work, also achievement. So there is um, emphasis on career advancement in the air, really looking towards financial stability. Self-care practices would be about balancing your very controlled work ethic, diligent work ethic with moments of self-compassion. So incorporating relaxation techniques into your 2024 can be really wonderful for you. Um, perhaps you may not be the only one doing yoga, Cheryl, for 2024. <laughs> and the Capricorn. Yeah, that's why we're giggling, y'all. <laughs> I'm giggling. Uh, and then next we have Aquarius. So for Aquarius, this is going to feel like a very innovative year where you are being invited to let your originality shine, what's authentic within you. There um, is definitely room for change for you uh, this year, perhaps thinking about personal reinvention and thinking about any creative pursuits that you've had in mind but haven't gotten to. This is a great year for that. Uh, for self-care, um, it's about embracing your innovative spirit through the creative outlets and the projects that you're choosing to do. Um, anything that just really highlights what makes you unique is a wonderful practice for 2024, Aquarius. And last but not least, we have Pisces. And Pisces this year is about spirituality, creativity, and intuition. There's also a lot of um, things activating for inner growth and emotional fulfillment. We also have uh, the planet Saturn is in Pisces for 2024. So there is a lot of responsibilities to your creativity and to your intuition that you're here to show up for. And you're going to feel really great when you when you make that a focus. When it comes to self-care, it's about nourishing your spiritual side, um, doing things that make you feel like you're in a flow. It can be creative, like artistic pursuits. It can also be meditation, getting yourself in nature, and really just grounding into a specific emotional balance and fulfillment for yourself so yeah cheryl we did it those are the 12 <laughs> signs um yeah very uh how do you say highlighted um of course there's so much more within each sign but i think those are the big the big takeaways for me so you know my partner is a capricorn marshall you, what is your partner? I know you are also in a relationship. Yeah. Yes. So um, interesting enough, Anthony's a Leo. Son. Yes. He's got a Scorpio rising and a Libra moon. Nice. So when I 
So if you do know a little bit more than your sun sign to any of the listeners, for example, if you have a moon in Aries, maybe you want to think about that when you do the replay of the podcast or your rising sign when listening to the horoscopes. That's what I was going to actually ask you. It's like, I know people are going to play this back. So when they're listening to all the signs, are they listening to all three? Yeah, you can. Essentially, if you are, say, for example, in Vogue magazine, there's a horoscope. That horoscope is created based on the rising sign or the sun Mm -hmm. sign. But if you want to get even more nerdy about the astrology, you can think Mm -hmm. of your moon sign as well. And if you don't know any of that, you're more than welcome to give me a call and we can book a sesh. (laughs) Right. Yeah, because I'm sure there's some people that are like, what is a rising sign or what is a moon sign? And what is it? What does Marcia mean when Saturn is in in Taurus or Neptune is? It, like they're probably wondering what does all of this mean? Didn't know right. there was anything beyond their sun sign, right? They're probably like that that meme where it's this lady and there's all these equations and like each area alignments happening. Yeah, so yeah, we're gonna. No, totally. And we're going to share Marsha's information at the end of this episode if you'd like to dive deeper. I know there's also different things like houses, right? When when something is in the fourth house or... No, yeah, it's totally sounding Asia Aquarius here. <laughs> wow. Um, and what's really great, what I started uh, last year in 2023, I started doing workshop containers and for anyone who's interested in learning about astrology more, and if they want to learn how to read readings, I will be doing that uh, quarterly in 2024. So there you go, y'all. We'll, we'll make sure to share it. <laughs> yeah. All the questions pop up. You're like, what is that? Now I need to know. Right. <laughs> okay. Now I want to know, Marsha. How do we make this pertinent to our community, right? We are Philippine ex and wellness. So, for example, when your parents, like your aunties and uncles, they ask you um, what you do for a living, how do you even begin to explain this world to them? Oh, my gosh. It's really funny because I think about just uh, maybe it was a month ago I had my nana come from the Philippines and I did have aunties and they're like, what do you do? What do you do these days? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I do sound meditations um, for really cool corporate events and I have astrology sessions and they're like looking at me confused, right? Because that that is an unusual profession. So um, what I did was I brought I brought sound bowls, I brought tarot, I brought my astrology program, and I'm sitting here with my nana and my aunties, and we're just talking about all the things and having so much fun that we ended up we ended up hanging out laughing even crying like good tears of crying even some like emotional crying 
just mm. going over everyone's stuff. It was it was really fun. It was super healing. And I couldn't believe the engagement with my nanai and my aunties and watching them have certain insights with each other and laughing about it, like really, really huge healing belly laughs. So uh, I think because I've been doing this for several years now, I don't have to, I don't have the level of confusing faces that I had back in 2019, mm -hmm. but they do want to hear what's new. They're like, who, you know, would you do, what kind of fun jobs did you have this year? So um, they always have this funny comeback of like, and they pay you for that? You got paid for that? You know? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I did. And they're like, wow, that's so interesting. Um, actually, in 2023, I had some really fun gigs that they were happy to hear. So we were asked to share sound meditation for Ali Wong's Netflix premiere of Beef. Nice. And it was it was really cool to be in community and also to be an AAPI community who are creating um, in entertainment. And even for me, I had to, ha I stopped with like so many aha moments of like, wow, what a beautiful community we have and everyone's working and doing things and putting their projects out there. And it even, it even gave me an invitation to share wellness with them. So if, if you're not familiar with that show, um, it is about road rage. So <laughs> they called it the rage retreat, where we had a lot of self-care practices lined up for them. <laughs> we were able to have sound meditation and there was um, sage bundle making. And I actually put in some guava leaves from the trees on my property. So we're sharing these practices. There was also plant potting and all kinds of fun wellness things. But I really was taken aback of how valuable and important it is these days, especially as technology is so big in our everyday mundane practices, right? We're having these really big elevating conversations now that we probably I don't think our parents had them. I don't think our parents were thinking about what their what their sleep hygiene looked like. You know, I don't think our parents at our age were talking about screen time and how they can lower that in their day to day. <laughs> so yeah. I think when communicating my work with family, um, it's been really fun. I've been seeing a lot of uh, bridging of generational understanding and I think it's been it's been really cool I'm really cool I, I think I'm really excited to see how it unfolds yes I mean as you talk about family I'm sure do you ever do readings for an entire family even like the children and that should be really insightful for someone to hear. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So 
back to that uh, gathering with my nanai and the aunties and my mom, mm-hmm. we actually did astrology. We're talking about the signs and there was a lot of, oh my gosh, I could see that, you know, <laughs> he's calling the other aunties out. Yeah. We also took uh, a lot of time to share tarot and uh, I think just like looking back on it, I, I, I that will be one of my highlight family interactions. Um, we're able to what how I share tarot sessions. Um, I like to make sure whoever is the querent, the one pulling the cards, that they're dropped in. They're they've taken some breaths to meditate and to connect with their intuition. And in that moment, I'll take out a sound bowl and bathe the person in the sound while they're grounding into their own breath. So in this instance, it would be my 90-year-old nanai, right? Yeah. And to shuffle the cards and have her have her think about a certain question she'd like to ask and pull the cards. It was just so cool. It was so cool to see her openness and everyone else's attentiveness in the room uh, to, oh, what card did you pull? And then it's like, what do you, what do you see in this image? And to hear my Nana's interpretation of like, oh, I don't know, this person, they look like they're happy, you know, and to connect that with a question that she has thought of Um it was just so, so beautiful to be around. I think, too, my Libra rising, right, Cheryl? Yeah. Libra sun. I think after that experience, I just felt so invigorated. And I thought, wow, what an opportunity to connect with my nana and my aunties and my mom. We don't take the time to connect and actually ask these questions or have the conversations about it right usually when we see each other at uh family parties all they want to know is are you working are you making right. money are you are you happy are you are you happy with your partner you know it's like we got to go deeper and i i think that was just such a gift and i'll never forget it and we had so much fun just laughing about it. I was sharing with my partner who was also there. I'm like, I think that was some family therapy with the tarot cards. <laughs> like everyone felt so full. And um, what I what I noticed there was my nana had the ability through that group tarot session to say she likes to. <laughs> considered she likes to be asked um if she uh she likes to be invited to go to simple things like going out to eat but it was funny because within the family dynamic i had aunties and my mom griping that she likes to be asked like three or four or five times before actually going but i think the root of it was my nana's gemini son just wanted to be considered and she wanted mm. to hear it often. And we came to the conclusion there is the the big themes in life, right? In tarot, we call it the major arcana, the big life themes that everyone experiences. 
Mm -hmm. and minor arcana, the very mundane things. Mm -hmm. And I think we came to the conclusion was not wanting to be asked four or five times to go somewhere. That's a major arcana thing for her, right? We, I also dropped into the, the insight of at that age, how often do people ask you to do things, right? So like Cheryl with your partner, your Capricorn partner, he's probably like, what do you want to eat? What do you want to do? Do you want to go here? Do you want to do this? And I'm thinking, my nanai, she uh, she was married and she's now widowed. She probably enjoys being asked all those questions at no matter what the frequency was. So we came to the conclusion as a family, aunties and my mom and myself, like, just ask her all the questions and ask her over and over again because she feels considered and included. And that's all that's all she wanted. But also, she wouldn't have been able to say it that way if we didn't carve out the time to do that. Mm. So I, I felt like that was the gold from from that experience. Right. So those of you who are listening, like throughout the diaspora globally, you know, this is another way that astrology can bring you together with your family as you learn more about each other, right? Case in point. Okay, so now I think you've gotten several members of our community intrigued about, <laughs> okay, now they want to know more, right? So tell us what a typical self-care astrology session would look like with you. Sure. So oftentimes I, I do work with uh, clients consistently, but say, for example, if it's your first self-care astrology session with me, it's really engaging. We We'll do it live on Zoom. Uh, so once I receive your birth date, your time, and your place, you'll fill it out on an intake uh, sheet um, when you schedule your call. I'll have all that prepared. And we have a share screen. And during that exploration, it's about looking at the natal chart together. And I, I kind of have like this visual, like I'm the the magic school bus lady where she's like, I don't even know her name, but she's like really uh, eclectic. And she's like, okay, here we go. So essentially I'm just giving someone a tour of their natal chart. And within that, we get to explore. I get to guide them through specific personality traits or authentic aspects that make them uniquely them. And it's an insightful discussion where we identify certain self-care practices that align with their astrological placements. In that moment, we'll most likely go over a specific astrological transit that involves analyzing the current positions of the planets in relation to their individualized natal chart. And it actually provides insights into how these movements, right, these planetary movements, they influence various aspects of a person's life, which offers a dynamic perspective on potential opportunities, challenges, personal growth during the specific time frame that we're looking at within the transit. So this session, it's not only informative, it's also enjoyable. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and we end up 
concluding it, going over a transit or a current planetary alignment. And um, together we map out how the, this specific energy aligns with their current experiences and explore ways to leverage it in their personal growth. And the sessions are often filled with lots of laughter. There's moments of heightened awareness, um, making the process both fun and enlightening. There are moments where people kind of feel emotional because the space is so safe, right? I, I always share with people, I'm like one of the most safest people you can chat with. <laughs> um, yeah. As we create this just really safe golden container on the calls. Nice. And then in addition to your a self-care astrology session, you mentioned that you also have an astrology school that you're developing, I guess, or more, I guess, in-depth understanding of what uh, that would entail if they wanted to dive deeper into understanding uh, astrology. Um, in addition, so what other services do you provide in addition to the self-care astrology session? Yes. So I provide the one-on-one -on -one hourly sessions, and those can be scheduled based on what works, right, um, according to my schedule and their schedule. I also have six-week uh, workshops where if somebody's interested in learning how to read astrology on their own, if they'd like to read it for friends and family, or even if they want to do it professionally, I have programs that they can join and they are live and group uh, based. I also have a three-month mentorship and that is where we meet once a week uh, for an hour and a half and we go over the details, the nooks and crannies of their entire chart and also I can provide this space where they can also learn the proper foundational pieces in reading astrology. And I often see in the mentorships, people start to um, get their unique craft on how to interpret charts. So it's kind of like, you know, an artist, their medium is paint and canvas if they're if they're a painter right so an astrologer foundationally all of the all of the uh, tools are the same but every astrologer has their own craft and their own way of sharing and we we go through that based on their own astrology chart so for example my cancer son gives me this very nourishing and supportive way to share astrology, right? I I kind of have this thing where I like to wrap them up in a warm blanket when we're going over their chart. And then I also like to keep it cute because I have that Libra rising. So there'll be beautiful slides and um, wonderful ways in interpreting. And my Aries moon keeps it keeps it super fun and I'll, I'll pop a, some humor in there but everyone has a different way right out there in the astrology world there's astrologers that focus on transformation or they focus on healing or they focus on I don't know 
even the stock market, right? There's astrologers for that as well. Wow. Um, but when I work with people on a mentorship level, it's very um, connected. And that's a three-month process meeting on the weekly. Uh, and I also do workshops. So if somebody has a team that they're working with, right, and you want a very unique way to host a virtual offsite or an in-person offsite, we can incorporate everyone's astrology charts and have some really fun, enlightening group shares and learn about the people that we work with on the daily. So that's another offering that I do. And you also mentioned that you do sound baths. So you also offer, in addition to astrology, other services within the realm of wellness? Yes. Uh, I think sound bath has been such a wonderful practice for myself. And I share that with a lot of spas and resorts and properties uh also to uh team building a couple weeks ago we actually provided a sound meditation for facilitators with this organization called crime survivors and they help people who are displaced um whether they've experienced uh domestic violence and things like that they they partner to get people into safe spaces. And a part of the work I do, I always do my best to make sure I'm giving back to communities who really need it to remind them that their own personal wellness and self-care is so important to the people that they show up for. Um, I think I was meditating on a quote the other day, and the the person who said it escapes me. Um, but the quote was, when you love yourself, oh, actually, I think it was Thich Nhat Hanh. Um, when you love yourself, you love the cosmos because mm -hmm. there is no separation. So if we're loving and caring for ourselves, we're automatically doing that for everyone around us. And I thought that was really beautiful. Nice. Well, I now we're like kind of winding down to the end of our episode, Marsha. Um, and what we normally typically ask our guests are being that we're a wellness podcast. Um, you mentioned some of the your self-care practices earlier. You talked about your um, meditation. You talked about your diet being plant-based you talked about um you know drinking um a specific type of water which we'd love to hear more about um what do you do for your own wellness and self-care outside of reading um charts um you know outside of your sessions and your workshops and your sound baths what are some additional things that you do for your own self-care and wellness ah thanks for asking cheryl so I definitely spend a lot of time in nature. I I really feel invigorated when I'm hiking. Uh, in this last week, um, I actually just wake up and I I just meditate. I actually spend time to meditate. I'll go through a gratitude list 
I'll think about what I'm grateful for because that is so important to my practice and my mindset. Um, today, I didn't want to, but I did. I went to the gym uh, because I feel like ever since I turned 40, I've got to strengthen those muscles so they stay with me as long as they can. Um, I don't enjoy going to the gym and lifting weights, but I'll do it for the practical practical longevity of I want I want my body to still be able to have strength um yes so I do that um I also explore in movement um I think I'm kind of like a really big self-care nerd actually Cheryl if there's like one thing that you'll know about me if mm-hmm. I, even the other day, we we went to the flower mart. We had a friend who invited us to a workshop to create floral arrangements. And I'm like, this is self-care. Like everything that I like, I, I name it. Oh, that's totally self-care. That's a self-care activity. <laughs> so yeah. um, I think I do have on the daily the basis of meditation, getting in nature, a physical movement. I like mm-hmm. to read. I find that um, part of my self-care practice. I usually have like three or four books going at one time, but I do finish them. And um, when it comes to eating, I really focus on plant-based eating and I've, I've never felt better. I feel just really great. And I've been doing that since 2017. Um, and I stay hydrated. So there are certain things earlier in my 20s and my 30s where I thought migraines and headaches are just like something normal or hereditary. But since eating plant-based and also being hydrated, I haven't dealt with those migraines or headaches. So there's certain aha moments where I'm like, wait a second, all I had to do was be hydrated. I didn't need to. I didn't need to do all that. But hindsight's 2020. That, that's what works for me, you know? So like I said, everyone's self-care is so unique and different, just like how every person is so unique and different. But Cur- curious to know what's in your water. What is the special water that you oh, like? You know? I, I like to drink structured water. Okay. Um, so I've got a Kangen machine. You can also, by shaking your water up and letting it go in the sun, that can structure the water. Or, um, you know, even if you, uh, it's interesting because these days you see all these fancy waters, there's like alkaline water, but you can put alkaline in your water by putting a cucumber in it. Yeah. You know, (laughs) putting some fruit in there. So I, I think, I think it's that. And then also the frequency of it, right? Like I I know back in, you know, perhaps 10 years ago, I was probably drinking coffee in the morning, not really focused on my hydration, having soda, you know, and of course someone's going to get headaches. So like um, I think just being able to practice and see what works well for me but water is really key. And I also think it's great for your skin. I, I have people say, what is your skincare routine? I'm like, it's actually just drinking water. And also 
having a light heart. I've had moments in my life where I've experienced a lot of dramatic situations and thank goodness because of my practices, I don't get into those situations as much. And I think it it comes through. And it shows. <laughs> thank you. For sure. Yeah. So as we begin to close, how can our community find you if they have additional questions or want to book with you? Yeah, it's super easy. You can go to my website. It's restplay.today. We like to share rest and we like to share play because a lot of people focus on the other thing. Um, You can also find me on Instagram, Marsha Pacificar. Um, And yeah, those are the easy ways to find me. Hey, Thank you, Marcia, for talking to our community about self-care astrology. We thank you for sharing your services with us to learn more about the different wellness practices out there, to learn more about astrology itself, and for even sharing all of the trajectories that each sign has to look forward to for 2024. We look forward to personally witnessing your journey unfold, and we're glad to welcome you back to be on our podcast anytime. Oh, thank you so much, Cheryl. I really appreciate you for allowing us to have this space for our community. I would have loved to have this if I was like a teenager growing up. So (laughs) I really am just so grateful for you and your warmth always feels so welcome when we connect. And your dedication and purpose is creating this wonderful, beautiful legacy in the world. And I just hope you take the time to breathe that in. Um, Providing safe space for people to consider their wellness is so powerful and I'm so here for it. And I'm truly grateful to be a part of this. Thank you for inviting me. And I can't wait to see what blossoms from all of it. And 2024 is going to be a great year for both of us. I just feel it. Yeah. I mean, you did say that, um, you know, Libra's love to uh, um, dive into deeper conversations. I think, therefore, the podcast was born. (laughs) (laughs) And to our community, our next episode launches on Valentine's Day with author Janet Stickman. We'll be talking to Janet about healing racial battle fatigue. So this episode will air on Wellness Wednesday, February 14th. As we close, we'd like to acknowledge once again our guest speaker, Marsha Pacificar, our graphic designer and beat maker for our opening and closing track, Richie, Charmaine Jane Medella for consent to use your husband ethnic descent's track, Good Vibes Only, that you heard during our break. Our advisors, Allison De La Cruz, Rianda Las Reyes, and Salfo Tio Logo. Our community partners is Filipino American Life, SoCal Filipinos, and Trek Table. And all of our community members for your shares and support. As always, we'll share more about our guest speakers' offerings on our Instagram stories and highlights for permanent access with any of their upcoming events, including Marsha's. Be sure to follow us at Philippine X in Wellness on Instagram, Threads, Facebook, Apple Podcasts and Spotify and on X or Twitter at Philippine X, the letter N, well, followed by the letters N and S.
Don't forget to continue to hit like and subscribe on our Philippine X and Wellness YouTube channel. Thank you always for believing in us. Be well, everyone. Continue to take care of yourselves and each other. Thank you so much. Maraming salamat. And I invite you for this new year to live in your wellness and your miracles. And manigong bagong taon. Daghang salamat at malipayong ng bagong tuig. Thank you.